This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Ray Roberts, an operations manager who's always been a bit obsessed about how I spend my time, especially since my very first full-time job required me to track my job in six-minute increments. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer who, in primary school, used to make colour-coded timetables for my afternoons and weekends for fun. <laughs> in this episode, we interview time management expert Christy Flora. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. Before we dive in, we want to give a thanks to Haim, who emailed us to say, I've just listened to and read your Life Admin Hacks book. The first chapter nearly brought tears to my eyes with a sense of shared understanding about feeling overwhelmed by Life Admin. Well, we really love getting your feedback and knowing what we're sharing is useful. So don't hesitate to get in touch via our socials, email, or please leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads. Okay, so getting your life admin under control isn't just about time management, but it's certainly an essential skill to hone if you want to streamline your approach. We're big fans of time boxing life admin tasks where you set yourself a time limit, do what you can, and then just stop. And we're also big advocates for aligning your life admin with meaningful goals, scheduling tasks in a calendar, and using to-do lists so you're working on your priorities rather than unnecessary red herrings. Making the most of your time is a quest for the ages, so we talk to an expert to expand our thinking about the dimensions of time management. So in this episode, we talked to Christy Flora, who revealed that everyone has a unique relationship with and perception of time, and that time management is actually more about accommodating your energy and attention, and the need to plan for different energy levels on different days and at different times of the day. If you know you could use your time better, this episode's for you. Christy Flora is the owner of Floor and Order, and we really love that business name. It's clever. She's a time trainer and goal strategist, and she's the one overwhelmed professionals turn to when they want to do life differently. Christy's strategies around time management, combined with her heart-centered and gentle approach, keeps her clients on track to accomplishing their goals and seeing their calendars reflect their best life. Christy believes that focus, planning, and inner stillness create efficiency and purpose-led action. This is the basis of her coaching programs and the content and resources she creates. Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I thought it would be, you know, time management's one of those topics that people are always talking about. There's a million books, there's a million sort of processes and principles out there and philosophies. What are we all getting wrong about time management? Yeah, you hit on a good point there. There's just so much material out there and then just so many more blog posts and everything is available online. And I think that's probably something that it's not that it's wrong, but I think people are just very overwhelmed by everything that there is out there that is saying that this is the way to do it. So if I was going to say that we're doing something wrong, it's that we're trying to find a recipe for that fits everyone or that works like this is this is it. This is what's going to work. This is the way. Yeah. And I think we're at um, a really interesting fork in the road here where we've been doing things very much the same way for so so many so many decades and now covid working from home and all of that we're changing how we're doing things so we're moving away from doing things 
very nine to five to actually in encompassing something in a lot in a much different way and something I've in my circles that I've really seen pop up a lot more and I actually completed some training last year and this was menstrual cycle awareness so helping women look at their how how we move and use our time against our menstrual cycle so I'd say yes looping back to what the question about doing things wrong I think it's just that we kind of swallowed it from an early age that this is how you do time this is how you do your life this is what a week looks like and now we're changing that now we're really taking ownership of it and, and changing time that's a really interesting point of this is what a week looks like because as you said the last two years when people have started working remotely the boundaries between work life and home life blurring and having to think about time in a whole different way and not being able to just have the you know the constraints of an office or a workplace make those definitions for you or, or create those containers and boxes for you it is interesting to know things like your menstrual cycle or your chronotype you know if you're a morning person or an evening person and have this self-awareness to start to, to draw onto because there's some approaches that also seem intuitively to be a right approach but as you said it's not a one-size-fits-all well this is what we're going to learn today that it's not a one-size-fits-all thing but really interesting exploring this yeah <laughs> yeah and I noticed actually that on your website you've got management in quotation marks so I guess be interested in in sort of your why you've done that and what's the difference between energy management attention management time management and I think often those things are all conflated yeah I love that you guys picked that up like I had to go <laughs> back to my website and check I was like oh did I I was like oh very interesting I suppose yeah it's in quotation marks just because managing is very I'm going to loop that back to like the masculine kind of way of looking at time of looking at productivity that and that it is really manageable that you know once you get some skills down once you get the technical stuff in place it's going to be manageable it's going to be okay whereas time is so fluid and it's always happening around us and it's just it's life it's it's hard to really contain it <laughs> so it's it's always um, something that you're having to change with and adapt to. Like I, I work with people in many different chapters of their life. Maybe they're starting a new job. Maybe they're getting married. Maybe they've had a baby. Maybe they're divorcing. Maybe they're moving house. Maybe COVID's hit. Like, <laughs> so it's all these different things that affect life. Yes, to, to manage time is I think one of those myths that, that it is something that you can kind of get in order and you can, yeah, get it right. And it's, it's, it's very much a lifestyle. It, it's like PT and you're not going to go for one session and then be fit. Then that's it. It's, a, it's an ongoing process through our lives as, as we change. Oh, this is really thought-provoking. So well, my next question was going to be, so if we're not managing time, what are we managing? Then I'm like, well, no, managing is actually the wrong word. Yeah, I, I haven't found the right word for it, which is kind of, I suppose that's just how we talk about it in society. Oh, and sorry, looping back to your, your question about the, the energy and the attention management and time management. So it's really looking at those aspects that all come together that we're no longer looking at nine to five and like, I'm at my desk, I'm working nine to five and that's it. And then I'm switching off. It's like, especially now in many jobs where people are having to use their, their brains in different capacities. Are you more creative in the mornings or in the afternoon? Or when is that kind of, 
when does that suit you best to be doing those bits of work? Time management is that consistent thing that we can kind of grab a hold on, like, oh, okay, 24 hours and the passing of a day, whereas everyone's energy and attention fluctuates and it changes every day like depending on how good your sleep was what you've got going on maybe you've had a stressful day maybe you've had a fight with someone it's going to yeah detract from your energy and your attention so it's it's having to manage those three things together in order to get done what you want to get done that's kind of the difference between those three aspects that I help people with to look at the technical side of time and you know, get those tools in place for your calendar and uh, your to-do list and the like and prioritizing. But then looking at energy and um, like your sleep, your routines around that and, and how you're supporting yourself so that you can show up and be the best that you can be. And then attention, like looking at procrastination and how you handle interruptions and distractions and other habits that may be tripping you up. So it all comes together really. Mm. Well, come on, let's just I'm do a deep dive there on the energy management side of things because it's, it's really interesting. It, it requires you to approach each day quite flexibly really depending on how you are. And I'm thinking back to the recent spate of really hot nights you've had here in Melbourne. And I just do not sleep when it's really hot. doesn't matter if I have the aircon on. I just have a crappy sleep and I wake up and I'm not feeling alert. And I'll look at, you know, I might have time boxed things in my calendar for the next day for things I'm going to do. And I'm like, I do not have, I'm not firing fast enough to do that right now. Maybe in the afternoon I'll come good. So I really have to think, okay, I need to reorganize my day and reset my expectations of what I should work on at what time. Because I'm just not, you know, I'm not showing up like that, which is annoying. Like, why can't we just be machines and just, you know, wake up and perform? But I think that's what you're going to is that idea of having the routines and your environment set up so that you can be your best self, that you can give yourself the best chance of being able to fire each day as required. I think it's interesting too because often when we talk about time management as parents, we're not only managing our own time but we're managing our kids' time and I guess, you know, encouraging them to do things or taking them or asking them to do homework or asking them to help around the house or whatever we're doing. And I think it's very easy to get frustrated with them and say you need to do it now because that's when it suits me and you also need to, I guess, be flexible with them. And, I'm, you know, my son's just started high school so this is very real for me right now <laughs> in terms of thinking about his energy levels when he gets home from school, brand new school, brand new environment, he's got homework to do and I would desperately like him to just get on, crack on and get it done so we don't have to have the conversation again. But he's just, you know, his, his energy levels, he's exhausted from all this social interaction and so I have to give him that space to kind of, you know, recharge and I guess be recognised that his energy levels also mean that he needs to manage time in a way that works for him, not that works for me. Yeah. And it's really interesting that like to push yourself or, you know, your son to do something at that time, that might end up taking him an hour and a half. Whereas when he's kind of fresh, had a cup of tea, maybe played some Nintendo or are they playing Nintendo these days? I don't know. But um, (laughs) (laughs) then they come back and maybe that homework only takes 30 minutes. Like, so it's, it's that, yeah, we, we may have thought, oh, we're going to tick this off earlier in the day, but we're actually wasting more time because it's going to take more time than when we were feeling a bit fresher and we get through it faster. So it's that real balance between all those three elements that helps us, yeah, make the most of our days. 
And so that other third element you had there was attention management and talking, you know, talking with your clients through what's distracting them or when they procrastinate. Can you talk a bit further about that? How do you start diagnosing that in yourself or being alert to what's going on for you? It starts really with observing yourself. So I have a client who was who came to me because she was always late to things and we dived into that like, well, why what's going on for you in that moment? What are you thinking about? What's kind of pulling you in different directions? And it kind of, it led us to her kind of diving into some deeper stuff, like that she was, she was worried about what, what she would look like when she arrived. And then she was also concerned about being too early and being alone. And so it was kind of all of those things came into it and they, that builds into a habit, a habit which protected her to to be late almost. Like so, it was getting into all those um, aspects to break down a habit to then form a new one. So it's looking at yeah all those aspects that come together that that attention to who she was and observing who she was allowed her to have more time in her day because she wasn't wasting time on different aspects that yeah were really making her fall over. Yeah, so there's, a, there's that attention of understanding where you're actually spending your time and then there's the distractions. And I know there's you know, people like Nia AR who've written books like Indistractable and talk about, well, there's a lot, huge focus on technology and the distractions that can come from the tech that's around us. And there's that other book, Make Time, that talks about sort of some of the infinity pools that are out there in terms of social media where you can, you know, you can dive in for what you attend for five minutes and mm. an hour and a half later, you're like, what just happened? Mm. Yes. And I think also attention, it, it's making sure that you're picking up the right task at a time that, you know, as you said, with your sleep. So say you have that, and I remember those hot nights as well, like having to rejig my day, having that flexibility of, okay, that's not happening today because I just don't have the attention to focus on it because the sleep's not there to support me. So yeah, rejigging your day that you you can identify, I don't have the attention span today for that. Let's try again tomorrow or, okay, if it's not urgent and and someone's, you know, down your breathing down your neck for it, can it be moved to next week when it looks like it's going to be cooler? So taking into account how you're feeling and your attention, that, yeah, really helps with accomplishing what you need to do. So, Christy, where do you start when you're working with people, you know, they're coming to you, they might be overwhelmed, they might be feeling out of control in their life. Where do you start with them? Oh, good question. It really depends on the client. So everyone's everyone's different. Everyone's got different reasons as to why they've reached out. But really, I start with the most painful point. So what what's causing the most pain for them? Where Where is the big biggest fire that we need to attend to and for some people it's like emails it's it's task management system it's just clearing the decks so they can actually have some clarity of mind yeah and then and then looking at how we can build that into some habit building and some systems that they need going ahead so I kind of look at it as putting out the fires and then building those foundations and then we get into the nitty-gritty of building that life that they see for themselves going forward where they want to be on top of things and feel yeah accomplished at the end of the day fulfilled 
Oh, that sounds like it would be such a great exercise to do. But I, I guess for people who aren't as lucky as to be able to work with you personally, how can they kind of, you know, do some of that self-diagnosis and become a bit more aware of their own kind of time management challenges? Yeah. Well, firstly, do a brain dump. Just get everything out of your head, everything that's concerning you and making you feel quite overwhelmed. That that old piece of paper is just such a great tool. So empty it all out. And also start observing when you do your best work. Like in the mornings, are you, say, if you're a small business owner doing a blog post, are you better at writing in the mornings versus the afternoons? Or is it the afternoons are better for you? Just observe with kindness. It's always with kindness because I think we can often beat ourselves up for not doing things the right way or trying a system that we've heard a lot about or is quite popular at the moment but it doesn't work for us and so we can get quite hard on ourselves so do everything with kindness and observe yourself so what's working what's not working what's really aggravating you what's not and I think doing a time log it sounds kind of a bit boring or a bit micromanaging but if you can account for where your time is going having that reality of where you're actually spending your time it's really helpful for you to have that data to know oh this is where my time is going and I need to rein this part back or I need to amp amp this part up and spend a bit more time on my business or with my family or you know whatever it is to find a bit more balance so start observing yourself with yeah, when you prefer to do things as well and, and be kind. Mm. And I, I'm just thinking for Laura Vanderkam loves talking about doing a time inventory. So what, what are practical tools people can use to do that? Because how do you actually, you know, do you do it for a, a whole week? Are you getting an Excel spreadsheet out? Do you have like a little timer that dings every so often and you write down what you've been doing? How do you do a time log? Yeah, these are all great ideas. It'll work differently for other people. So there are templates available online that you that break it down into half hour slots. And so you just kind of every half hour using your phone, you can pop a reminder on a ding. That, um, so then every half hour you're noting down what you're doing. You can also, if, if you have been using a calendar, you can look back on your planner and make note of that. Or, yeah, just use your, you can use a digital calendar as well going forward, either you know, Outlook or Gmail. They have different category colors as well, which you can apply for different parts of your life. Mm. Yeah, or, or if, if paper is the way to do it, then a notebook, it works as well. But uh, I do think having a reminder on your phone is is very useful as well. Just to while while that exercise is quite new, a week is good. But if you can do it for two weeks, that's even better. Two weeks. Donna, should we do it one time? I kind of feel like. Well, I think I'm kind of curious. Like we're pretty. I feel like we're pretty efficient. But I would be love. You know, I'm a researcher. I'd love to have some evidence, some data. Yeah, and I think the one thing that I have used in the past to, I guess, supplement that is looking at the screen time on my phone because I definitely know myself that that's where I can waste time. You know, using that has really brought that awareness to the, I guess, the when I might be distracted to pick up the phone. And so I guess, you know, just slipping in a bit of a hack. One of the things that really helped me change my behaviour with social media was just setting up those screen time settings on my iPhone, which just reminded me after five minutes or ten minutes And even though it didn't stop me, it just gave me that reminder 
if you know you've now reached your screen time limit and it just creates that awareness like oh actually I don't want to do I don't want to be on Facebook for more than 10 minutes a day or whatever it is and so I guess that comes back to you know thinking about being deliberate in terms of you know what you want to spend your time yeah. on yeah that that reminds me there are there's quite quite a lot of online tools like toggle and time rescue that will monitor your you know time usage in the background but I often think keep it simple like because you, you don't want to be having to write down in your time log that you were setting up that <laughs> to do your time log. <laughs> so one of the things you, you talk about in terms of your, you know, the way you help people is that you're a goal strategist. Why is goal so setting so important when it comes to feeling more control of our time and using it more intentionally? Yeah, I think intention is the key word there that it's the backbone to everything that what you're working towards. If we don't know where we're going, if we don't know our destination, then we're just kind of wasting time every day on things that kind of come our way because life is life is so full of things that you want to do, things from other people and things you have to do is just like being a general person in the world. So without that focus of, of a goal, and these, these aren't, it can be as basic as I want to be a good friend or, you know, that that's a goal in itself. So it doesn't have to be something huge like I want to make a million dollars this year or whatnot. So if we have goals for every aspect of our life, those big vision pictures that we have, then we have something to work towards that we can actually reflect like with our calendar. We can look at our calendar and go, well, I'm not seeing any of my friends this week, so I need to change that next week or or maybe I'm looking at it monthly maybe I look at it next month and go well I'm going to get some more friendship time in there so it's it's a guidance system it's helping us determine what we're spending our time on and what we're uh, wanting to accomplish and I think so many people I think it's such a useful thing to think about goals in so many areas of your life particularly when you do manage to fritter away time and uh, you know think about some of I did fritter away quite a lot of last year watching an enormous amount of television in those last lockdowns because I felt like you know I'd, I'd grown weary of the goals but I do think if you sort of sat, sat down at the beginning of the month you wouldn't think oh my goal is to get through five seasons of <laughs> Gilmore Girls this month and you wouldn't feel good about it and so if you are a little bit more forward looking, you're much more likely to manage your time with intention rather than kind of just letting it happen to you. I will say on that point though that that kind of comes back to your walk girls is really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the kindness aspect, like definitely for myself, I can really relate to that during the lockdowns. Like I kind of tied it to my health and well being goals. Like my brain needs a rest. I just need to escape to Paris and watch Emily in Paris. Like, you know, and so I tied it to that aspect. Like, my body needs this. And that goes back to that energy, attention, and time management. Like, maybe it wasn't the best use of my time, but it was definitely helpful for my energy, which then helps with my time this year because I'm recovered. So, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed those TV shows. <laughs> And where do values come into this as well? Because setting goals is one thing. How do values impact this too? Values guide us as to what we're focusing on. So they're the basis of that, that goal setting. So as I mentioned about friendship, so what's the value behind that? It's about being connected and it's about supporting others. I'll say that's a value of mine. So it leads to my goal of being a good friend and having those connections in my life. Yeah. I'm going to link in the show notes. I'll, I'll link to some resources where people can explore their values because for yeah. a lot of people, you know, they haven't they haven't had the time or there hasn't been the, 
sort of the situation in their life where they've really had to question their values, but it is something that once you tap into them and become aware of them, you realise how much they influence your decisions every day, either consciously or subconsciously. Well, having that awareness can be very helpful. It sounds really cheesy, but I actually we did like a family mission statement a couple of years ago where they, you know, we talked about different words in our family and wrote it down. And as much as it is, is quite cheesy, it is kind of useful to then help you think about you know, things like where do we want to go on holiday and how do we want to spend our time, what's important yeah. to us. Highly recommend considering it um, or at least having the discussion with you, your kids around the dinner table can be really helpful for them to also understand why you make the decisions that you do in terms of things beyond just time. I love that time. I love that. I don't think it's cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> just getting back a bit more to sort of uh, true like pure time management stuff, we'd love to hear what your take is on the difference between productivity and efficiency. Ooh, very nice. All right. I wrote this down because I wanted to get this right. So for me, productivity, it's about getting the right things done. So it's how much you're accomplishing and if that's kind of leveling up to what you're setting out to do. And efficiency is getting things done with the least amount of effort. So you're not wasting time and energy and attention. You're doing it streamlined in a way that supports you and allows you to accomplish what you want to accomplish. How's that? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it you know puts the focus on how important it is to have goals because you're only productive if you're accomplishing something with yes. an intent to get somewhere. Exactly right. So, yeah. And, you know, when you think about this with life admin, one of the things that people talk about often is that they don't feel like they have enough time to do it or they're spending mm. too much time on it. And I think having some of those goals to understand, okay, why is it, what is compelling you to spend the time doing it? Or, you know, where is it taking you to do decide to do comparison shopping for your electricity and your mobile and your, mm. your car insurance? Having got, be able to ladder up to some yeah. goals around that helps you make decisions about how much time you're going to spend on it and why you're really doing it. Yeah, and, and it also can help you really make the decision to change because I think often, you know, I hear it a lot about people talking. One of my pet peeves at the moment is people saying that they don't have time, they're so busy, and yet they go to the supermarket four times a week because they haven't done a meal plan. And I'm like, okay, if you want more time, you need to really set aside. If you want more time to do this, then here is a tactic to actually achieve that for yourself and it can help anchor some of those changes for you. So true. The whole conversation around busyness, yeah, and the use of busyness. It's yeah, that's one of my oh, is pet peeve too strong? I'm not sure. But it's yeah, it's yeah, getting into the busyness competition. It's just very um, we need to get out of that. So, and I guess this makes us think. You know, how, how should we be thinking differently about our calendar then and our to do lists? Mm. Think of your calendar as your best friend. That's what I think of it as. It's just <laughs> fall if you haven't already, fall in love with your calendar. It's just it's amazing. And it's your own personal like assistant. So so there's a really there's a really great relationship you can have there with your calendar. I know I've changed a lot of people's perception on their calendar with that, just just how much you can rely on it and how much it does support you with accomplishing what you want in life. But on a technical side of that, I would say so calendars, it's obviously for appointments and things that you've got booked in, but it's for items on your to-do list that are going to take longer than 10 minutes. So if it's going to take longer than 10 minutes, book in a time with yourself to do it. So anchor that against a time to get it done because if it's not scheduled, it's 
not likely to get done. So then that leaves the to-do list is for those quick items that are, you know, aren't going to take too long. And we're also able to use that for batching. So like if we have some phone calls and things like that. So a to-do list is to look at it more of like a capture tool, like things that you're, when you're on the go during the day, I have a to-do list pad next to me with like, oh, these are my little items for the day. And as things come up, come to mind, I add them to that list. And then I'll move them if they're bigger than 10 minutes, I'll move that into my calendar at the end of the day, just to, so that they have the time that they deserve the next few days or the next week. So that's kind of calendars for those bigger items and to really give those tasks that you have the time and effort that they deserve. And your to-do list is on the move, on the go, and smaller items that you can tick off. Mm. We talk about in the book uh, 10-minute time killers and our hours of power and suggest that people have two lists. So as you suggest, all those sort of things that take about 10 minutes or less, pop in a to-do list so you can have them with you at any time and Mm. add to them at any time. And then schedule that hour of power when you've got those chunkier life admin tasks where you have to sit down and analyze or research or consult block a recurring meeting with yourself each week so you can have that time dedicated to it and you know because a lot of people otherwise will carry that those those chunkier tasks in their head we suggest having a separate hour of power to do list so that you can just brain dump it at least not trying to remember it Mm. and then consult it during your little hour of power yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So you're giving it the time that it deserves rather than like it's on a scrap of paper and you're just like, oh, I need yeah. to do that huge thing. But exactly. Yeah. And I, I would say that they're probably the strongest feedback that we've been receiving on the book in terms of people helping them manage the mental load has been having a shared family calendar so that all of your family events um, are accessible by everyone in a single place. And I must admit, my daughter's just started working part-time. So this is like as another layer of complexity. And I've just said to her, if you want to get a shift, you have to find in the calendar that I can drive you and pick you up. I don't want to have the conversation with you. You can pop it in. So I think, you know, those sorts of things can just make a huge shift in terms of both admin load and, you know, managing your time better. Well, that's a fantastic suggestion. I think that could have really helped my parents when I was doing <laughs> part-time work and needed them to pick me up. So, Christy, what, you know, there's all these books and podcasts and newsletters out there. I mean, we started at the, at the start of, this, of our chat talking about how it can be overwhelming to digest a lot of it, but are there things that you do recommend people check out that you found useful, any resources or, or books or Ooh. Oh, definitely your guys' um, podcast. <laughs> They're already here. Thank you for coming, listeners. Okay, that one's done. Yeah. Check that out. Do list. What else? So I suggest <laughs> that I suggest that to my to my clients anyway. And okay. oh, there's there's so many great books out there. I love yeah, The Atomic Habits by James Clear, Productivity Project by Chris Bailey, Do Less by Kate Northrup, and In the Flow by I'm going to say her name wrong, Alicia Vid. And that's around the menstrual cycle awareness, which is just incredible. It really Mm -hmm. depends on what what the issue is. There's just so much stuff out there that people can get into mm, thank you we'll put links to those those in the show notes so before we finish up today we'd love to get a little sneak peek into how you manage your own life admin and you know i guess what time management tricks you use to to make your life admin run seamlessly mm. okay well yes i love my calendar i look at it 
all the time throughout completely maybe every half uh, every half hour through the day i'm i'm in there i'm amending it as things change and as my energy fluctuates and as my attention fluctuates am i using my notes my one note program as a way of keeping track of my longer term goals so they really interact maintaining those long-term ideas and then moving them into my calendar when they need to. Similar to your hour of power, I often yeah, have that life admin section in my, in my calendar, in my life, but to have that time to put aside, to think about things that are demanded of us as humans <laughs> um, and regularly planning. So that's something that I, I do start of the week, end of the week, having planning sessions to look ahead at what's coming up, what's changed, what needs to be moved around. Christy, thanks so much for sharing your experience and ideas with us today. It's been such a pleasure to go, go deep on this topic that's top of mind for everybody on our listenership. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more? On my website, www.floorandorder.com, I blog every week and I love blogging on the topic and drawing on my clients' experiences and exploring these topics a lot more. And I love to go philosophical about time, so that's all there. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. And if you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or view us in your podcasting app. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 